0: We'd like to welcome you to our current event and weekly Bible study for August 31st, 2008. And today we're going to be discussing the topic in the first parts here of acupuncture, Taoism, yin-yang, and the New Age. This is going to segue with our previous teaching on the martial arts. And to start us off, we'll go ahead and read some Bible verses. These are some of the ones we have read previously, but for the sake of having it, with this particular teaching, I want to go ahead and read some of them again. Proverbs 18.13 says, He that answereth the matter, before he heareth it, it is a folly and a shame unto him. So again, if you have your mind already made up about acupuncture, and you're refusing to listen to any information in regard to this particular matter, the Bible says it's a folly and a shame unto you. Proverbs 14.12 says, There is a way which seemeth right unto a man, but the end thereof are the ways of death. It also says that in Proverbs 16.25. So, there's a lot of things that seem right in this world, but unfortunately, the end thereof are the ways of death. I mean, all you, every single religion other than true Bible-believing Christianity is going to lead you down the wrong path. But the other ways seem right. Remember, broad is the way that leadeth to destruction, and many there be that go thereat. Narrow is the way which leadeth to life eternal, and few there be that find it. The Bible says in 1 Corinthians 2.15, but he that is spiritual judgeth all things. Well, we are supposed to judge all things, but we're not supposed to do it in a hypocritical manner where we have a beam in our own eye and we're judging the speck in our brothers. This is the type of judging that Jesus warned against, having a beam in your own eye and judging the speck in your others. Now most people don't know in regard to this subject and I might have mentioned it in previous teachings that I'm actually considered a board certified acupuncturist. So I, I I feel as though I'm slightly qualified to speak on this subject today. Um, but I even learned quite a bit researching this myself. Um, I was certified in this back in 95, 94, 95. University of Miami uh, went to one of the top acupuncturist teachers in the world. He was teaching there. And uh, no, actually, I guess I received my, my certification in that. I guess it was about 1995 in that. But I have, since long ago, as from convictions of, from the Lord, um, stepped away from that, and I haven't practiced acupuncture in years. And mostly due to the information that we're going to be talking about today. And this is the thing, is when you're exposed to truth, you have the, the option, everyone has the option, they can either stay in what they're doing, and continue to sin, and do what they're doing. Now, if you're a born-again Christian, that's not going to bode well with the Lord. The Bible says, Whom the Lord loveth, he also chasteneth. And if you be without chastisement, then you're a bastard. So, if a bastard is an illegitimate son, if you're doing something habitually in any particular sin area, and there's no conviction of sin at all, and you're doing it, and that's not a good position to be in. It may be an indication that that person has had their conscience seared with a hot iron, as it talks about in 1 Timothy 4.1. And um, it's just not something we want to continually uh, do. I stepped away from this quite a long time ago, and I'll be giving more of my testimony. Um, actually, no, I'll, I'll just go ahead and give you my testimony now, right up front. After uh, The reason that I actually became uh, an acupuncturist was because the guy that led me to the Lord who was a chiropractor, was also doing it, and I was, at the time, was probably going to take over his practice. Now, this guy was kind of a hyper-charismatic type of person, but he had given me a book called En route to global occupation by Gary Kaw, which explained a lot about the New World Order and the Freemasons and the United Nations, and he was an insider that actually worked with the United Nations. It's a really good book. He um, doesn't use the King James in the book, but um, really good information. Really good witnessing tool, and and um, the Lord used it in my case uh, mightily. So the problem was is because he was the one that really led me to the Lord. I thought that everything that he was doing as a Christian was okay, and he was doing all kind of New Age techniques in the clinic I was working in. Acupuncture was just one of many. We were we were really into what they call uh, kinesiology. Now there's a form of kinesiology I I don't think is that is demonic per se. The type of kinesiology that I'm in reference to is where there are what they call points on the body that we can actually press into, and supposedly that point represents a given organ system or a given problem. And if we press on that point or point to it as a doctor, the muscles will go weak. This is the type of kinesiology that I'm referring to that I believe gets into into the demonic realm. This is the type that I was being groomed to actually be an instructor in. Um, It was a technique I was also certified in called uh, contact reflux analysis. So we were doing a lot of new age techniques in the clinic, and I really didn't think anything of it because I was a baby Christian. I didn't know any better. And we eventually parted ways, me and this doctor, and I was at that point working with another doctor that was even way more new age and wasn't a Christian and I got to a point where I was just miserable, just absolutely miserable. Now, I did see acupuncture work, and that's one thing I want to stay up front. A lot of the articles that I referenced uh, that we're going to be reading today, a lot of them, and I think they did this in the wrong way, were just acting as though there's absolutely no merit whatsoever to acupuncture. It's not medically proven, as though Western medicine is the answer, with drugs and surgery and pharmacia which is the root word for sorcery. That's where we get the word for pharmacy. Can't drug your body into good health. So I don't go there either. Okay. Now I understand there's a place, time and place for emergency surgery and things of this nature. I don't have any problem with that. But I'm talking about habitually drugging your body, trying to drug your body into good health, or letting the problem get so bad that you have to get surgery. There's so many other ways that God provided for us for that not to happen. And that's what I pretty much specialize in now, but I just don't incorporate any of the new age techniques. Well, I went to work for this other, went to work with this other guy, and um, it was getting worse, and I think God was was making sure it was going to get worse and worse for me in this particular clinic, because he was chastening me. Of course, I had no concept of what that meant. I mean, the only thing I had was a living Bible, I didn't even read it at the time. I do see the hand of the Lord on me. I do see the chasing of the Lord on me. I do believe I was born again at that point. I was just a very undiscerning baby Christian. So I'm working with this particular man. And the thing that I started seeing, and I believe this was God's doing, is I was attracting, particularly I was attracting every New Age woman, I think, in our county. I was. I was seeing all these New Agers, and most of them were women. And the women that I was seeing that were really involved in the New Age... I had also was, um, I had been backstabbed by a couple of them in a really, really, really severe way. I mean, severe. And again, I believe this was the chastening of, of the Lord. I uh, had a couple things happen to me where they were spreading rumors about me. And, and then there was another guy that was doing kinesiology, and he was spreading rumors about me. And, and it was all based on these New Age techniques that they were spreading rumors. And again, you know, I was pretty much getting what I was asking for. But at the time, I was I was becoming more and more, increasingly miserable, which was the Lord's way to ultimately bring me out of it. So th- there's this expression a preacher that I used to go to said he says God will start you out with fine grit sandpaper and He'll work you up, work you up to double lot grit, which is a much harsher, coarser grit of sandpaper. So that was where I was at with this whole thing, and and I was attracting all these new agers, and it was just I was just miserable at this point and um, ultimately the Lord just pulled me out of it totally and I, I, I got out of it I actually destroyed my diplomas I don't have any acupuncture implements at all whatsoever and um, this is the thing is, is if you're shown truth about something and if that whatever you're participating in is evil or if you're giving the appearance of evil if you're not fleeing all appearance of evil uh Another thing, if you're doing something, even if you think it's innocent, and you're putting a bad example before your brother, you're putting a stumbling block before your brother. The Bible warns about putting a stumbling block, particularly before your weaker brother, the, that may cause him to fall away or go into perdition. So, this is another thing. Now, we talked about martial arts last week, and we had a ton of feedback on the martial arts. Uh, Every bit of it was positive other than one particular man who, you know, had all these black belts, 10th degree, two 10th degrees. He was inducted in the Martial Arts Hall of Fame five times and, you know, was more than willing to let everybody know all of his accolades and his credentials and these types of things, which I believe is absolute pride. And um, as though that justified his position, as as, as though that negated the teaching that I had just done on the roots of martial arts, the validated Factual history. It took away from nothing. Um, but evidently, he thought that that compensated for it in some particular way. It was really sad, I guess, when, when you look at the whole uh, email exchange. But this man is not going to give up what he's doing. He's not going to do it. Uh, he's going to find some way to justify what he's doing no matter what. And um, that's his prerogative, that's his choice. You know, we're all put in those positions, uh, I myself included. And um, in in regard to this particular issue with acupuncture, I chose to to walk away and and destroy and disavow myself from this. Now, the Lord had me go through this, um, you know, so that I could help other people along the way. I don't advocate, you know, going to acupuncturists, and you're going to see why here. And uh, not to say I never saw it not work, so I don't go there either, like I had said before. I'm not going to say, oh, there's no... Scientific research. There's a lot of people, no doubt, that have been, at least on the surface, helped from this particular thing. But we're going to look about. We're going to look at what's really going on with acupuncture later, and you're going to see that there's a trade-off. You may, you may go to an acupuncturist for a given problem, and, and that may clear up. But there's another trade-off of a demonic nature that you're not seeing. Because, see, these spirits that we battle against, you can't see them. They're unseen. So you don't know what's going on from a spiritual level or a spiritual exchange when you participate in this particular occult healing art form. So I'm going to go ahead and just start off with a few term, uh, uh, some terminology so we kind of understand what we're talking about here today. This is just a brief description of... of uh, what acupuncture is? Acupuncture is the Chinese system of healing using needles or hand pressure applied to certain points of the body. Now, I don't really d- believe that it's it's hand pressure because acupuncture implies puncturing the skin. Okay, there's also acupressure, okay, which which is not acupuncture. So let's just make that distinction um, off the bat. But Using, needle, using this system of healing, using needles applied to certain points of the body, traditionally believed to balance the yin and the yang energies in the body by opening blocked what they call meridians, which are these apexes or, or pathways. There's all these supposed meridians that run in their, our body. Uh, and there's like straight lines and they bisect different areas of the body. Once the chakra points, which are the key points or intersections, are open the qi, which they refer to as the qi, or energy, supposedly then can flow through the body, bringing all things into harmony. While some limited physical effects can be attributed to this practice, these effects have scientific and physiological explanations totally unrelated to the mystical explanation. Um, This acupuncture is actually um, deeply rooted in Taoism, which is also where we kind of see this whole yin-yang symbol. Now, Taoism... um, is the Chinese philosophy teaching that there is no personal God and all is the impersonal Tao, which is spelled T-A-O. It's similar to the impersonal God force of pantheism in Hinduism. The Tao is composed of conflicting opposites, the yin and the yang, which should be balanced or harmonized through things like acupuncture, yoga, meditation, etc., to promote the spiritual wholeness. According to legend, Taoism's founder, Lao Tzu, wrote Tao Te Ching, The Way and Its Power, at about 550 B.C. His teaching was developed and spread into the 3rd century B.C. by Chang Tzu, whose writings inspired um, the Taoist scripture. So this is just a little bit of history. Then there's also the concept of the yin and the yang, which is a a Taoist concept used in the New Age movement, holding that the universe consists of two opposite energy forces, positive and negative, male and female. Both are necessary, and both must be harmonized for proper function. The yin and the yang also flow through the human body, so that a balance is required to maintain health. Many New Age holistic health techniques, such as acupuncture, are based on the attempts to balance this alleged qi, When all is balanced, yin and yang harmonize and the body works properly. So, see, this is what my goal was as an acupuncturist, to try to balance this yin and yang energy forces. And, you know, if things are balanced, then things are in harmony. And what you could have, supposedly, you know, like there could be a problem with the kidney, where there was too much yin, yin in the kidney. And there were certain acupuncture points that I could access that would help release that yin out of the kidney, so everything was balanced, okay, that's, that's the concept at least, I'm not saying I buy into all of that, okay, um, but that was the concept upon which acupuncturists work, and there's these meridians, and along these meridian points in the body, there, there, there are points, and these are the acupuncture points that, that you can access, there's a whole bunch in the ear, and uh, they're, they're literally in every part of your body. Now, Nonetta just asked if um, how far do the needles actually go in? The needles come, the ones that I used, I believe from Korea, and they were um, they came in little cardboard packages, and each needle was uh, would come in its own little um, uh, little wrapper, sterilized, and they come with their own. They're already pre-inserted into a tube, okay? This little tube, and what it is is the needle, the butt of the needle sticking out of the end of the tube. So what happens is is these types of needles are really nice because it's almost like, you know, acupuncture for idiots type of deal. Because you take the um you know how they all the whole idiot book thing, you know, computers for idiots, that type of stuff. Well, these needles are already pre inserted into there and what you do is you just kinda of twist the needle and there's a little thing that breaks off in there and the needle then is ready to go. And what you do is you find the point, you put the tube on the point, and you just pop the top of the needle, and it's already, the needle's maybe about, oh, maybe a centimeter above the actual top of the tube. So when you pop it down the tube, once you hit the top of the tube with your finger, it's already went about a centimeter to maybe a little bit less into the body. That's typical. Now, there's all kind of different gauge needles There's needles that are real, what they call high-gauge needles that are a lot more um, painful. The kind of gauge needles that I used, a lot of times you literally did not feel them going in. You you didn't feel them. Um, And if it did, it was like a little pinprick. It wasn't a big deal. Some of the gauge needles are high-gauge needles, and they go in very deep, uh, some of these guys. Now, those are... You know, it's like anything else. There's a lot of different flavors of acupuncture. depends on the practitioner. Um, there's this stuff called moxibustion. Uh, there's electroacupuncture where you actually insert the needles and actually uh, uh, attach them to little electrodes uh, where you put a little bit of current through the needle. It supposedly enhances the effect of that. I'm going to tell you a story about that later. So that's kind of the uh, the thing with the needles. Now, the needles, and I'm going to talk about this a little bit more later, um, I've heard this on many occasions that um, many practitioners that actually do this, particularly in the Orient, will actually pray over their needles before they insert them. Now, they call it a blessing, but I call it a cursing. Because they're, they're praying you know, to uh, whatever God they're, they're doing. And again, this gets into the more the demonic exchange that we're going to talk a little bit more about later. But I just kind of wanted to whet your appetite there with that particular concept. This next article is entitled Acupuncture in the Bible, and uh, Jeremiah ten two three says, "Thus saith the Lord: Learn not the way of the heathen." Now this is the Bible verse we always think about when we come to um, Xmas trees or Christmas trees, okay? Because then it goes under the one taketh an axe and cutteth the tree out of the woods and deck it with gold and silver, and, and this is Jeremiah two ten and three. Now I've done a whole teaching on on Xmas, which I refer to it as. And, um, you can reference that. If you want to reference any particular subject, what you can do is go to my homepage and just enter, all you have to do is enter a part of the word you're wanting to know about. Like, if you wanted to know about Oprah, you could just do O-P-H or whatever, and it would actually come up all the words that are keywords associated with that teaching on my homepage. So just as a little side note there, uh, but Jeremiah ten two and 3 says, Thus saith the Lord, Learn not the way of the heathen, and be not dismayed at the signs of heavens. for the heathen are dismayed at them, for the customs of the people are in vain. So we're not to learn the way of the heathen. And we're going to find out that, that you know, when you think of heathen, you think of like pagan and, 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 and um, false religious systems and these types of things. And you're going to find out that acupuncture is absolutely, totally based in religious systems. False religious systems. Taoism, uh, there's hinduism concepts buddhist concepts the concept of yin and yang this impersonal god force pantheism are all intertwined within acupuncture and you and it's a package deal it doesn't matter if you think you're just doing it for some purely therapeutic benefit it's a package deal and we're to flee all appearance of evil and we're we're you know we're to reprove the unfruitful works of darkness and have no fellowship with them. These types of things. Now, with acupuncture, it originates in the belief that the yin-yang forces flow along invisible pathways in the body called meridians, which we mentioned earlier, and that illness results from an imbalance in these forces, or a blockage of these forces. Inserting the needles at certain points is supposedly to allow the flow about a balanced flow of the body's yin and yang energies. Although, there are theories that acupuncture works either because the placement of the needle sends signals in the brain, which releases endorphins, or because the needles block, block a pain signal to the brain. It's kind of still unclear. Okay, but again, I, I can attest, I have seen acupuncture work. Okay, And the thing is, is that, you know what, witchcraft works too. Ask any adept at witchcraft. There's a lot of things that are new age or ungodly that work, but that's not... It needs to line up with the Word of God in order for us to participate, you know, in this particular thing. And um, just because something works... I mean, the the Bible says that the devil or or the Antichrist and the false prophet, they're going to come with all lying signs, and wonders. They're going to do great miracles. They're going to make the things that go on in acupuncture look like nothing and yet it's going to seem to be like this amazing, unbelievable, neat thing that works, or they're getting results, that doesn't mean we should participate in it though, or have any uh, fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness. Then we have the concept of what they call qi. Now, tai chi, which is kind of tied in with this whole thing, is often called what they call moving meditation, and, and it's also based on Taoism. It's just like acupuncture. One of the purposes of Tai Chi is to facilitate the flow of the chi through the body. So see, Tai Chi is a form of exercise that's trying to accomplish what acupuncture does through acupuncture needles. Okay, It's just a different way of trying to accomplish it. The chi is the eastern name for the universal energy supposedly flowing through the body. A fact sheet on the meaning of the 108 moves in Tai Chi put out by the Taoist Tai Chi Society states that 36... Major and minor yang channels in the body are the celestial deities. Notice the celestial deities. What does a deity imply? A deity implies a spirit. Celestial, like heavenly. While the yin elements of the body are the 72 terrestrial deities. So the terrestrial mean more earthbound deities. So we've got the, the devils in high places and then we have the devils on earth. Those deities, that's what they should have said. The combined total is 108, a number uh, which was divined by Chang Feng himself. Now, this Chan Chang Feng was an 11th century Taoist monk and is considered the founder of Tai Chi. Okay, so that's a good foundation. You know, we've got the 11th century Taoist monk. Always a good foundation, you know. You know... I, a little leaven, leaven up the whole lump. There's so many verses, you know, that would come to mind. If the foundations be destroyed, what can the righteous do? That's what we talked about last week with martial arts. What What was the foundation of martial arts? Well, steeped in the occult. Just like this is. It's no different. So you want to flee all appearance of evil. The statement goes on to say that the full 108 moves symbolizes the harmonious balance of the yin and the yang, and therefore they they lead to health. The union of the yin and the yang yin and yang elements represent the return to the holistic and undifferentiated state of the Tao. Now, I just read from Harper's Encyclopedia of Mystical and Paranormal Experience. That was a how they described it. Christians should be discerning about such practices such as acupuncture and exercises like Tai Chi that are designed... Which are designed and based on spiritual beliefs hostile to Christ's claim to be the way, the truth, and the life. I mean, Taoism teaches there is no God, there's no, it's this impersonal force. I mean, these are religion religious systems, Buddhism, Hinduism, Taoism, that are going to be responsible for taking millions upon millions upon millions of people to hell. And ultimately the lake of fire. And... What was some of the fruit of these particular religious systems? Well, we have martial arts. We have acupuncture. We have yoga. You could go on and on and on. Why would you want to try to take something that has such a corrupt foundation and incorporate it into your life as a Christian? That is forbidden in the Bible. You're really dealing with the realm of witchcraft here, which is a forbidden sphere of the Bible. I mean, in the in the uh, Old Testament, was... Witchcraft was punishable by death. So it's not something you want to mess around with. The fact that such treatments may work is not a good enough reason for using it. I remember um, the guy that I practiced with, he used a, uh, a um, technique on women that were breech, breech babies, and he would heat up through what they call moxibustion, the outside of the little toe. And I know this sounds crazy, but most of the time, that would turn a baby. I've seen it. I've seen it happen. Okay, now, granted, that was an acupuncture. That was called. That was more um, heating of the point, more of a moxibustion type technique. But you know, I've seen the the tenets of acupuncture work. Now, and if you've experienced it working, many times, what ends up happening is 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 um, you can't tell those people anything because they're like, I don't care. I've seen it work. It's worked for me. Yeah, but what is the price you're paying? for having this work? What is the spiritual exchange that's taking place here in order to get this benefit? The devil is always going to require payment of a bill more than you're going to want to pay. You may get temporary help from a particular problem or it may seemingly go away, but what is the ultimate bill that you're going to have to pay is what you really need to be thinking about here. Many things in the occult and the mystical world seem to work. Again, there is a way which seemeth right unto a man, but the are the ways of death. The heart is deceitful above all things, and desperately wicked who can know it. So, these are things that we want to think about here. We're admonished to not believe every spirit, but to test the spirits to see whether they are of God or not. Okay? And again, if you start looking at the history of this... And what it's shrouded in, you can see the spirits that emanate and operate through this acupuncture system, are not of God. It doesn't line up with the Word of God, according to 1 John 4.1. These, these words in the Scripture should be taken to heart in regards to many other holistic and alternative treatments as well. The, the Tao claims to be the way, but offers an undifferentiated whole, where there are ultimately no distractions or distinctions between yin and the yang, or the between good and evil. However, true peace comes only through the Lord Jesus Christ, according to John fourteen twenty seven, Philippians four seven, who said that He is the way, the truth, and life, in John fourteen six, and the way to God and to eternal life, okay, John five twenty four. So these are just things that that we need to think about in regard to this particular subject. This next part of this study is from um, the what they call the it's entitled "Occult ABCs," and this is an excerpt from. Kurt Coe on acupuncture, and the material used in the following account has been collected from every continent. It is impossible for me to use every example that has come to my notice in counseling. As far as an abundant literature is concerned, one book that gives a good historical and technical introduction to the subject of acupuncture is Mark Duke's Acupuncture, the book's named Acupuncture. This book, however, must be read with some caution, for it does not deal with the psychic aspect of acupuncture. It is the later that constitutes the main problem for the Christian who is considering the use of it as a treatment. In the spring of 1975, now this is Kurt Coe talking here, I saw a TV program in which a young girl was anesthetized by needles before an operation. After the operation, there was discussion for and against acupuncture. Now we're gonna talk we're gonna be talking about this more, but they've they've had these surgeries on TV where these people have been anesthetized to do heart surgery where there was no anesthesia involved, no painkillers at all. They had acupuncture needles in these people. Uh, I think a lot of times they'll use electroacupuncture on that where they're actually pumping current into a and I'm not talking large amounts of current. I'm talking micro voltage here. I used to do that. And um they're pumping this current in them, and it's anesthetizing this particular given tissue of their body, and they're getting cut on, and they're not feeling it. Well, that's pretty impressive to, the, to most people if they were to see something like that. I mean, they're getting cut open, and there's no anesthesia, there's no painkillers, yeah? So just to understand, there's, there's some very larger-than-life things out there in regard to this particular subject. Now, he goes on to say, we can see there are two camps... This was true in China as long as Chiang Kai-shek was president of the Chinese mainland. Chiang, who was supposedly a Christian, wanted to forbid acupuncture by law. Mao knew how strongly the people clung to their ancient method of healing. After he came to power, he introduced it and favored it everywhere. The origin of acupuncture goes back to the Emperor Hung Ti. About 5,000 years ago, Hung T concluded that through the study of the stars, astrology, that the harmony and balance of the universe, harmony and ba- balance reign in the universe. His next conclusion was that the man, was the microcosm, must, be, must correspond to the macrocosm of the star system. In other words, physical and mental processes must be put in tune with one another. This insight has found new emphasis on the psychosomatic school in our own century. The basic concept of acupuncture is thus a philosophical one in character with a leaning to astrology. So again, you see all the corrupt roots we've got going on here? The next step came when Emperor Emperor Hung Ti worked out a theory as to how this harmony could be brought in and maintained in the human body. He called the energy or life force of a man the chi. This was said to flow into the body at birth and go out again at death. Well, we're dealing with the you know the soul and the spirit here. You can call it chi and give it this mystical thing, but it's you know the soul and the spirit. This was said to flow into the body at birth and out at death. The chi flows through the body in two systems, the yi, yang and the yin. Yang is the male principle like the sun and the yin is the female principle like the moon. Okay? The flow of yang and or yin and yang throughout the body is through a system of canals or meridians these meridians have nothing to do with the circulation of the blood nor the lymphatic system these are just kind of like energy pathways the third step is the knowledge of how the meridians are arranged and again I remember when I was in going through acupuncture college and, and I had the we had these charts in our in our offices where you know to have this human body you'd have a picture of the front a picture of the back sometimes the side and you could actually and sometimes blown up pictures of the ear where we could see where these acupuncture points were so we knew exactly where to insert the needles okay if you do it enough you memorize exactly where the points are uh, but it would be impossible i think to memorize them all cuz there's just too many so these meridians are said to go under the skin and around the body the 14 main meridians are linked by 15 what they call Luau channels, branching off from the main meridians are 47 subsidiary ones. The meridians pass close to the skin at 365 points. These are the places where the needles can be inserted. What is the idea of inserting the needles? The entire body and in every organ, a balance must be maintained between yin, yin and yang. If the energy is strong in any particular organ system or area, then supposedly illness results. Okay, now, the present day acupuncturists no longer are content with the classic 365 points. They actually have expanded this up to up to a thousand points. Let us consider the extremely serious problem raised by acupuncture, which is not mentioned in the aforementioned book by Mark Duke nor in the majority of books about acupuncture, namely something they call the psychic factor. This is very interesting. The Western view of the world is rational, the Eastern view is is called psychic. This is a subject which we cannot really go into in detail here, um, but we'll just give you some brief comments. The ancestor cult in all the religions of the East have a spiritualistic or animistic background. The result of the development of the psychic, this resulted in the development of psychic powers. It is extremely difficult to determine to define the term psychic. It means an openness to that which transcends the mind. To the metaphysical, to the supernatural, to the demonic. See, you're opening yourself up to demons. And these are generational doorways that are further and further bolstered by previous generations. Now, the Bible says the generations of the forefathers are carried to the third and fourth generation. And these are things that... um, like generational curses and these types of things. Now, they wouldn't view them as a curse... Okay, they would view them more like a blessing. If somebody had very a lot of psychic abilities in these types of things, typically the people or the family members of that particular person were involved in the occult in some way, shape, or form. Um, and over in the Far East, everybody is because they're all in occultic religious systems. <clears throat> Missionaries and Christian researchers who have lived in Asia for many years claim that between 95 and 98 percent of the non-Christian population have psychic powers. Now, this is missionaries and Christian researchers. They say that 95-98% to 98% of the non-Christian population in the Far East, or in Asia, have psychic powers. That's, that's a lot of people. These vary considerably in strength, depending on the extent to which a person has been involved in the occultic practices of the Asiatic regions. The Western view of life is predominantly based on reason, in the west the percentage of people with psychic powers is the reverse of that found in the in the eastern world now that that percentage is probably changing thanks to things like a lot of this stuff coming over to our continent and the the um explosion of witchcraft in um, north america in in the united states these types of things things like harry potter occultic tv shows this i guarantee you this percentage is is now Um, probably more than 2-5%. to What then have these psychic powers to do with acupuncture? It is a fact of experience that acupuncture is much more successful with psychic doctors and psychic patients than with those who are not psychic. That's really important, what I just read. The people that experience the greatest benefits with acupuncture, the ideal scenario would be going to a doctor that was really... Along the, the lines of the psychic, having these psychic powers, and I don't mean a psychic like you just go to a uh, a psychic and, and she reads a scries a crystal ball or something. This is more. This is different. Like I said, the, the word uh, psychic means uh, that which transcends the mind, to the metaphysical, to the supernatural, to the demonic. And what happens is is if you have these demonic entities infesting you, they many times will give you these powers that seem like they're blessings, but again, there's always a greater price than you're going to want to pay ultimately for these powers. And now we have all these TV shows on, you know, that, that glorify these types of powers, like heroes, where you have a whole bunch of reprobate devils. One, one of the girls uh, is like a uh, webcam porn girl. She's one of the heroes on TV, and these people are supposedly sent here, like the Star Children and the Indigo children, and then you have like that show Kyle XY where the kid's a clone, and then that show The Fallen, where the kid's a Nepalem. He's, you know, half fallen angel, half human, and the all the there's all these shows on now. And then you have the Ascended Masters and the Good UFOs. There's all these shows from Hollywood that are trying to convince us that there's this race of very, very varied race of people and entities that are ultimately here to save us. Because Jesus Christ, evidently, can't do it, so we need to have all this outside, ungodly, devil intervention. And that's that's the message that's being portrayed now. So, the ideal scenario, as far as the success rate for acupuncture, is to have a psychic person with psychic powers go to a psychic doctor that's actually performing this. Many Chinese doctors have indirectly acknowledged this, and for a great many of them, they will not treat Western patients by acupuncture. They won't even treat them. They'll refuse them as patients. Because they, they know that they're not going to... And this is why acupuncture has such varied results in America. I mean, I did it on, on um, quite a few people and saw absolutely nothing. But if you go over to China and do that, particularly if you have a psychic, what they term a psychic doctor and a psychic patient, you're going to have a much higher... See, the demonic pathways are already open there. The devil can do his thing much easier in that particular scenario. Psychic sensitivity, for the most part, is unconscious, and it is a catalyst for the successful results in acupuncture. And a catalyst is something that accelerates the outcome in a favorable favorable way to whatever outcome you're trying to achieve. It should be mentioned in passing that psychic powers... Enhance meditation, hypnosis, narcosis, telepathy, and the ability to go into a trance. Practically all spiritualistic and magical practices are impossible without these psychic powers. This is essentially demonic. Many times if somebody's a witchcraft practitioner, they will actually invite these demons to come and live inside them, so that they can acquire these powers. I've heard people go so far as where they actually beg these demonic entities to come into them so that they'll have this particular given power. But again, there's always a price. For the devil coming in and setting up shop in your body, there's always a price to pay. They're, they're very inhospitable house guests. Just put it that way. I shouldn't say inhospitable. I guess they're very... They're, they're um, unfriendly house guests. Now, in many cases, acupuncture can be used as a form of psychic ag- anesthesia which induces a lack of feeling or deadening of pain. As far as the psychic anesthesia is concerned, I have seen it practiced in Eastern, Eastern Asia, and I have taken photographs of it. Now, this is Kurt Co talking. I have seen, in the cases I have observed, there was no need for the piercing with a needle. Now, first example he's going to give. During a pagan festival, festival in Kuala Lumpur, the capital of Malaysia, I came upon a procession. Many of these taking part in this procession, in this Kuala Lumpur um, little parade they were having, they had bamboo sticks through their cheeks, through their eyebrows, through their ears, and the skin in their temples. In the muscles of their upper arms, the procession lasted for six to eight hours. During which time, these bamboo sticks were piercing their bodies the whole time. Those who participated claimed they felt no pain. When the sticks were pulled out, the wounds did not bleed, and they healed within two hours. How do you explain that? You see, these people are absolutely immersed in it. This is their life. Doug just brought up a good point that I want to uh, touch on. He, when he was in Africa, um, he witnessed these. What they were the healing ceremonies? and where people were actually walking over burning coals, over broken glass, the whole nine yards, and they were presented to Doug afterward, and I mean, the the bottoms of their feet, and and there was no damage to their feet whatsoever, none. And to them, and to most people, that would seem very, very real. And to most people, that would require no faith to believe that. I mean, you saw it. You saw. See, But the Bible requires something different. The Bible requires the word of uh, of the Lord is required of faith. And faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. Faith is the substance of things hoped for, and the evidence of things not seen. And without faith, it is impossible to please God. So see, this is the opposite of faith. But what, the reason that they were not burned, and, um, the reason that they they weren't cut with the glass, and the reason that these people that were sticking these bamboo things weren't bleeding, or there was no injury, it was purely demonic. I mean, they surely were not glorifying Jesus Christ. Where would it say in the Bible, where did Jesus ever tell us to go around and do this type of stuff? This self-flagellation type of stuff that you would think of like monks maybe doing or, or, or whatever. This is demonic. Now, the other day, I had a man send me uh, on my email list, a Christian brother, and he sent me some videos on what they call Chi Masters, or they, it's referred to as Ki Masters, and um, or key Masters. I don't know exactly exactly how you say it, but these guys this is a p- particular form of martial arts, and they were showing these these demonstrations. And it was ironic because it was a it was a Japanese or a Chinese television station that had sent one of their top top mixed martial arts um, guys from that country over to America to this particular um, karate dojo, or whatever it was, where this guy was, prote- was practicing this particular martial art, form of martial arts. And this guy that they had sent over there was kind of sent over there... Um, to see if this was real and this was valid. And what was happening is, is these guys were actually um, being punched in the throat. I'm talking as hard as they could punch them in the throat. And nothing was happening to them. And then they were being punched in the chest as hard as they could. Nothing was happening. Kick them in the side, it doesn't matter. They were kicking these guys in the crotch, as hard as they could kick them in the crotch. Now, only a man could understand what I'm talking about here. And nothing was happening. They were just being unfazed by the whole thing. This was not something I believe they were contriving or making up. I mean, then they had the guy, they brought in this one video I saw, they brought in this whole football team from the SMU, the college football team, and they, they had some guys there that were gigantic. Punching these guys in the throat, in the chest, kicking them in the crotch, didn't matter. I mean, these were outsiders doing this stuff to these guys. Then, they took ratcheted it up a notch, and they had four guys, four football players, and then they did it with martial artists, and they had the one guy in the center, and he was standing there, and, and evidently it has something to do with this chi thing, and they punched this guy simultaneously in the throat. Two from the side, two from the back. Punched four guys, punching him in the, in the throat at once. Did not phase him. And they did it multiple times. I just saw this up on the internet um, the other day. Actually, I'm, I tried to send it out in the newsletter last night that I had, and then the newsletter um, was destroyed, thanks to my uh, wonderful email program. But anyway, uh, yeah. This is, this is an example of, of this chi in this martial arts realm. And then they had a guy that was supposedly one of these grand poobah guru guys. And he was fighting like, you know, dozens and dozens and dozens of men all at once. And he was using this chi, chi energy and he was actually doing all these moves with his hands. And as they were approaching him, these guys were just falling down in front of him. They could not get near him. And it was supposedly, he was he was taking this energy and in, in, in using it where he was actually throwing, and these guys were literally falling to the ground, rolling around. They couldn't get near the guy. And he was doing it to one after another. So, it's purely demonic. I mean, if there's any truth to any of, of that particular last thing that I just said, it's purely demons that are actually interfering and throwing these men down. I mean, obviously they're open up to it. I don't believe any of that would work on me, and it was ironic because this same guy said he could beat any man on earth because he knew this technique, and it didn't matter. He said, "I'll fight anybody in mixed martial arts. I'll, I'll anybody that wants to take me on, ten thousand dollars, and I'll beat them because you can't get you couldn't get near the guy." Well, he, so some guy takes him up on it, this mixed martial, and they showed it up on the internet, and this guy comes out, <laughs> and this was a mixed martial artist, and this guy. His powers didn't work on this guy. And he comes out and he kicks the guy right in the face. And he goes down on the ground. And he's laying down there. And I mean, I think he punched him and kicked him. And it was over in like 10 seconds. It really got what he deserved, if you think about it. Because when what pride to think, oh, I'm out there, nobody can beat me on the planet. Well, see, his demonic powers worked all good in his dojo to his students, who were the ones actually fighting him. But it didn't work on this guy, for one reason or another. Maybe he had done some witchcraft to prevent it from working. It's like two people heavily involved in witchcraft fighting one another. Sometimes one can do something or uh, that will... Negate the powers of the other. Hey, just watch the Harry Potter stuff. Good and bad witchcraft, you know. Yeah, Aleister Crowley and Alice Bailey and, and Madame Blavatsky and all these occultists. You know, they do this stuff. They, they've they done this stuff before. So, anyway, I thought that that was a, kind of an appropriate place to, to, to mention that about those key demonstrations. Another example, he says, I was particularly fascinated by one impressive scene. A Hindu stuck a knife in between two bones of his forearm. Okay, now I, I believe this is I, this is another time he'd seen this. A Hindu guy stuck a knife in between the two bones in his forearm. Now those, these bones are called the radius and the ulna. He stuck a knife in between them. He said he could do it by the means of a semi trance he was in. He was he was able to, to by mental concentration to make his forearm insensitive to pain. Here too there was no pain, no bleeding and swift healing. No bleeding. How do you get the no bleeding part? That's that's impressive. It was not a trick, as Western rationalists would have us believe. In one case, a similar act of putting a knife into the body was recorded by an X-ray photograph. Now, sometimes these things are scams, no doubt about it. These guys that do these psychic uh, Filipino psychic healings were supposedly, you know, they have these organs that they'll take cancerous tumors out of the body. I believe that's really been shown to be a total scam and a sham. Okay, so, granted, sometimes it is a scam, but a lot of times it's not. So this is something that, you know, lest we be of, ignorant of Satan's devices, lest he get an advantage of us. We don't want to be ignorant of these types of things, because if somebody comes to us and says, as um, an unsaved person, yeah, but what about this? How do you explain this, Mr. Christian? Well, hopefully now we're giving you the tools to, to be able to answer that particular question. I know psychic people who can bring about psychic anesthesia in themselves or in other people. And needles are not even necessary. They, they can be used in order to enhance the physiological effect. These examples from East Asia suggest a possible explanation for the cases in which treatment by acupuncture was imminently successful. There are not many Christian workers in the West who are familiar with the problems of psychic anesthesia. I will mention a few who are particularly well known to me. Emil Kramer deals with this subject in his book, Janafti Ogin... Fourteenth edition, page seventy-three. There's a lot of there's a lot of names I'm going to be butchering today. I'm just warning you ahead of time. So, I don't speak all these angu- languages fluently. I might have in a former life, though. I, I I don't know. I the karmic wheel. I, I just don't know if I've balanced that thing out yet. Sorry, just a little humor there. Gottfried Eisenhut of the Central Mission uh, from Germany is very familiar with this subject. Also, in other words, there's a lot of people that have written about this subject of this. Uh, Uh, psychic anesthesia this leads us to another question can Christians also be psychic when a person is convicted and turns to Christ the psychic powers he may have inherited or acquired do not always disappear a lot of times people think well I got saved and I'm not going to have any more demonic problems ever again in my life and all my demonic baggage is just totally gone and I don't see that being the case I I see we battle flesh and blood we battle the flesh until the day we died even Paul made mention of that Okay, I'm not saying that we walk around demon possessed either. Okay, um, but because of the inherited psychic powers are not usually known to those who have them, such Christians experience negative effects in their life of faith without understanding their origins. Christians like this can also be influenced by practitioners in the occult. So you have to be careful, and this is something that you know you would want to. Um, really being much prayer about, prayer and fasting, if you're still battling with these types of things as a born-again Christian. um, Prayer and fasting, having other people pray for you that are also born-again Christians. uh, A lot of times, Jesus said that this kind, this particular kind of demon, doesn't go out but by prayer and fasting. So there's certain types of demons and devils that you may be dealing with that will require you to pray and fast, and preferably other people, in order for you to fully be delivered from these particular type of oppressive forces. So that's a whole other subject um, to deal with. I do have some Word documents I can attach. If you want me to send those to you, just email me, and I'll, I'll send them to you. Uh, then we have another article titled entitled The Acupuncture Principle, and this gives a little bit different, more a little bit more hardcore take on this particular uh, subject. I thought he did a pretty good job of explaining this. Luke 11.26 says, Then he goeth and taketh to himself seven other spirits more wicked than himself, and they enter in and dwell there, and the last state of the man is worse than the first. Now that's something that you really want to understand. This is dealing with demonic entities. When the when the entity is cast out, or he goes, he taketh with him seven other spirits more wicked than himself. They enter in, who do they enter into? The person that they were, this person, they dwell there, See, spirits want a body to dwell in. These demons need a body to dwell in. That's where they prefer to be. I believe they're probably outside of the body in some type of maybe very, very uncomfortable, possibly tortured feeling. And they want to enter into a human being where evidently they get some satisfaction uh, or some relief from maybe the torment they're under. It's, it's hard to be dogmatic. I'm not a demon. okay. But it seems to appear that this way in the Bible. And then it says the last state of that man is worse than the first. Why? Because now he's got seven more demons more wicked than the first one. So let's talk about this more. A recent edition of, in Parade Magazine had an article on acupuncture. The article gave the false impression of a scholarly, detached objectivity But such was exposed at the end, when it was revealed that the writer not only provided acupuncture services, but was also much much impressed with having seen a demonstration of it in China. So in other words, it was like the fox guarding the hen house. Where the practice, uh, China, where the practice was developed, make no mistake, acupuncture is practiced, is thoroughly demonic, idolatry, witchcraft, and defilement of the body. As is New Age yoga, evolution, meditation, and many other things, that are being promoted in our culture. It is being promoted as secular, but it is, it is entirely a religious experience, regardless of what they want to try to portray. For instance, many adherents to this religion pray over the needles before they are used. Now, I've I've heard, and it's I can't I haven't been able to verify this, but I have heard that some of the factories that produce the needles actually have people like Buddhist. Monks or priests or these types pray over the needles before they're ever even um, sent out from the factory. So it's kind of like the needles come precursed for your you know for your pleasure. They're precursed, and I mean that literally. So again, the practice in and of itself is demonic. But then if you've got people that are, that are uh, adherents to the occult, praying over them prior to their insertion, now you have the double whammy going on, which is not good. Its alleged method of healing is balancing the flow of life energy in the body between yin and yang. Do not be deceived. Even if an acupuncture provider is not aware of the religious aspects and is not using needles that have been prayed over, the very act is still potentially every bit as dangerous as a person who does not really believe in witchcraft Playing around with crystal balls or Ouija boards that were not made or commissioned by a witch—that's a good point he's making. Really good point. See, when I was doing it, I didn't term did I, I didn't think of it as a religion. It wasn't anything I was an adherent to. I, it didn't matter. It would have been like—it would have been like somebody that doesn't believe in a crystal ball or a Ouija board playing around with it and really not. Thinking of it in a religious sense, it, it, but that's irrelevant. You're pr- you're playing around with something that is not of God, that is of the devil. Braid magazine acknowledged this and the acknowledged in the article that the actual medical or religious practice of correctly inserting the needles according to the acupuncture practice does not matter. Merely sticking a person at random has the same effect. Well, I don't know about that. I, I you know, I, I I'm. I'm a little bit skeptical of that, because that would be like saying then that acupuncture absolutely has no merit whatsoever. And like I said, I have seen too many times a specific thing I was treating on a specific point work. So I'm not going to go there either, because in a way, if you go there, you're discrediting yourself. You're saying that there's no merit at all to this thing, and yet millions and millions of people have achieved results with it. Okay, so again, let's have a balance here as, as we try to with, with the studies that we have. Yet falling, yet failing to puncture the skin sufficiently, whether the needles were placed correctly according to acupuncture or not, they're saying it has no effect. But, but make no mistake, demons are at work here and powerful ones. The, the evidence is the author's eyewitness account of seeing a fully conscious and smiling young woman receive open heart surgery with no anesthesia. She felt no pain at all because of a single acupunctural needle in her ear. I've never heard of them it that. I mean, I've seen where they do electroacupuncture where they're putting current in on different points. And I saw this one particular heart surgery where they were actually talking to this guy. And he was being cut on and they're talking to him. Oh, yeah, they're doing heart surgery on him. His chest is cracked wide open. Man, that's I mean, that's impressive to the outside world, you got to admit. Reading the article reminded me of the section that dealt with acupuncture in the controversial Christian book He Came to Set the Captives Free. The author, a medical doctor who used her practice as a deliverance ministry, asserted that a great percentage of her clients who required medical treatment and spiritual deliverance were former acupuncture patients interesting point a great number of clients who required medical and spiritual deliverance were former acupuncture patients, yeah because there's a demonic exchange taking place here these people had sought acupuncture treatment because of a medical, mental or emotional problem and after the treatment the problem did indeed go away went away wow, worked, worked great Then what do they become? Little tiny acupuncture billboards running around town telling their friends, hey, you need to try this. And the devil's sitting here on her shoulder just loving every bit of it because now they become little new age recruiting tools. Sometimes it would be another physical, mental, emotional... uh, Oh, I got ahead of myself here. It said, problem didn't indeed go away, but the result, unfortunately, would be another worse problem appearing. Sometimes it would be another physical, mental, or emotional illness. Other times it would be different things. For example, a person would go to the acupuncturist with chronic headaches and leave with a pornography addiction. The most lengthy example cited by this book, He Came to Set the Captives Free, was that of a construction worker who, thanks to acupuncture, traded his bothersome but manageable sinus condition for the debilitating or debilitating back pain that left him barely able to move, let alone work. Now, I'm going to give you a testimony I don't think I've ever given before about this particular subject, which kind of is similar to this. And I'm not going to be dogmatic about what I'm telling you, I'm just telling you what happened. Right before I came out and I started, stopped doing acupuncture altogether, this was one of the, I think, catalyzing things that God let me witness, and maybe in order to scare me out of it, I, I don't, I'll only know for sure when I stand before the Lord, but I had been treating a professional pitcher that played for the Minnesota Twins. They do spring training in my hometown. And this guy had never, ever um, broken into the major leagues. Okay, He had been trying for like three or four years, He never was able to to make it in the major leagues. But he was in spring training. He was like right on the cusp, you know. So he came to me. uh, There was a guy that referred him to me that was a patient of mine who was the pitching coach for the Minnesota Twins. I'm not going to give specific names because I don't think that's appropriate. But anyway, suffice it to say, this pitching coach referred me this guy. I started treating him. I was doing acupuncture on him. uh, I think electroacupuncture on his right shoulder. Which was his pitching arm. Okay? Guy was real big, like most pitchers, you know, like 6'4, 5', skinny. Um, and we started doing treatment. I was doing um, chiropractic. I was doing acupuncture. I was doing. Now, and again, a lot, people will go so far as to say, oh, chiropractic's all demonic. What chiropractic is, is it's taking a hard bone off a soft nerve. Okay? When you crack your knuckle, that's essentially chiropractic. Okay? It's very similar because you're actually taking a joint and releasing the joint, okay? So, if cracking your knuckles is that, then, you know. But that's what you're doing with chiropractic. Granted, I understand a lot of chiropractors incorporate new age techniques and things into their practice much like I was, okay? I don't do that anymore. And I'll be honest with you, when I walked away from this, when I stopped doing all the new age techniques... It has cost me hundreds of thousands of dollars in business that I lost as a result of that. Because it would be like having a whole established clientele and basically walking away from them. Because they were used to you doing it one way, and now you're not doing it that way anymore. Okay, So I've paid a tremendous price financially for doing that. Okay, But I wouldn't change anything, but I just wanted to bring that up. I, hopefully I've practiced what I've preached here. Anyway, I was doing chiropractic on this guy. We were doing electroacupuncture. Some PT, physical therapy, things of this nature. I was giving him some nutrients. And he started just setting the place on fire. He was pitching better than any pitcher in the bullpen during spring training this particular year. He was blowing away every pitcher they had. And these were pitchers that they were paying multi-million dollar contracts to. Okay. Well... He had the lowest ERA of any pitcher there. It was He was just, he was ecstatic. Well, he made the big leagues. Well, right before spring training was over, he told another guy on the team, and his name was Kirby Puckett, about me. And Kirby Puckett, at the time, was, if not the most, one of the most famous men in all of baseball at the time. He's this big, really stocky, kind of like jovial, he, he's, he's, he's a black gentleman, and and you know everybody loved him, you know one of those guys. Everybody loved, everybody loved being around him. Fun guy, nice guy, type of deal. Um, and he sent Kirby Puckett over to me. Kirby Puckett, like I said, was probably, if not the most famous person in all of baseball at the time, probably top five. Okay, and um, Kirby had pulled his left hamstring. He had had this chronic left hamstring issue. Well, I only saw him the one time. This was right at the end of spring training, and I'm going to tell you why I only saw him one time. And when he came in, we laid him down. Um, all I did was an electroacupuncture pattern on his left hamstring, from what I can recall. I inserted the needles. I, I put the uh, electrodes on the needles, and I did a cro- what they call a cross pattern on his left hamstring. Sent him out the door. The next day, I see in the paper that Kirby Puckett, is out of baseball forever. And it had nothing to do with the hamstring. He had suddenly contracted glaucoma. Now, I don't know if it had anything to do with what I did. I don't know. All I can tell you is I did acupuncture the day before. Now, remember, we're just talking about this demonic exchange. You go in for one problem and you come out with another. I don't know. I really don't know. I have no idea. There's no way anybody could be dogmatic about it. Looking back in retrospect, it scared me enough to say, I'm I'm out of here, man. Uh, I mean, granted, I didn't get out of it right away. It's not like I put two and two together right away. Um, but he was out of baseball the next day. He had this blind spot in his eye. He ultimately ended up having to get his eye removed. He was out of baseball. I was told by, I think, the pitching coach later that... When he left baseball, what that meant to the Twins organization was millions upon millions upon millions of dollars that they lost as a result of him having to exit baseball early. He was so famous, they named the road around Twins Stadium in Minnesota Kirby Puckett Lane. This guy was, like, really famous. And not just because he was a good baseball player, because he, I guess he was kind of a lovable type of guy. Now, later, some bad stuff came about out about him about infidelity and stuff like that, but at the time it wasn't that way, so anyway, I have always wondered, and again, I'll never know for sure until you know we get in heaven, but it was very strange coincidence the next day the guy gets glaucoma, and I even tried to send him a protocol, but he got into the medical system and 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 if it was if it was demonic, my protocol wouldn't have helped him anyway, so you know. I tried. I tried everything I could do to, to, to reach him at that point, but, you know, he was already back up in Minnesota at that point. So, this scenario that I just talked about, this is, this is going on, is this demonic exchange. And not all sicknesses are demonic in nature, but many are. Consider, for instance, that even acupuncture advocates uh, admit that acupuncture does not always work. These are times when the illnesses are not demonic in nature, most likely. But whoever gets an acupuncture treatment, it is as if the demons are literally literally getting injected into them through the needles. Now again, this is why if we go to Ephesians, just to make sure I'm quoting this exactly. Ephesians 6.11. Ephesians 6.11 reads, Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. Now the wiles is like this cunning trickery. And this is what we're dealing with here. And we're dealing with more wiles of the devil now than any other time in history, ever. Okay? You put on the whole armor of God that you're able to stand against the wiles of the devil. We're supposed to stand against it. Not supposed to turn our tail and run like little babies. We're supposed to stand against it. For we wrestle, not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers against the rulers of darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. That's what we wrestle against, spiritually. And then it goes on to, to talk about the implements of the whole armor of God. So when we, when we talk about this particular subject, when the demons enter in, let's say if you got an acupuncture treatment, it encounters, these are the demons that are actually being imparted, particularly if the needles have been blessed, and or the doctor is a occult practitioner, okay? I mean, I think it's a worse scenario if that's the case. And this is, a lot of times, I believe, why people will get much, supposedly, better results if they go to a, like an, a guy that's been doing it all their life from the Orient. They're better. They're more demonically infested. They've prayed over the needles. They know what they're doing more. They're going to get better results in that regard. But... You know, you're probably getting a stronger devil too. When the demon when the demon enters in, it encounters a lesser demon that is the real cause of the disease. Now, understand: we battle not against flesh and blood, but we battle against all these things—principalities, powers, rules of darkness, this world, spiritual wickedness. Can can our eyes see any of these things? These principalities, these powers, these demons, these devils, can we... No, they're in the spiritual realm. So we cannot see this impartation taking place. And there's that expression, out of sight, out of mind. Well, since we can't see it, it must not be real. Well, that's not the case. So, here's how it happens here. I believe this is, this is accurate, what, what this guy's talking about here. When the demon enters in via the acupuncture treatment and encounters a lesser demon that is the real cause of whatever malady or disease they're there for, the demon that enters in via the acupuncture is typically more, a more powerful demon. And it tells the lesser demon... To either stop manifesting itself or to manifest itself in other ways, creating the illusion of being healed by a successful acupuncture treatment. That's how it's working. This is how demonic healing occurs. You, have you ever heard of these things like, you know, let's give the most extreme, blatant example, like a satanic altar call, where like, Some of these really, really satanic uh, rock groups will have these altar calls. Come up and get healed. And a lot of times these people get healed. Well, how are they getting healed? They're not getting healed through the Lord Jesus Christ. The stronger demons that are entering into these people are telling these demons of infirmity, Hey, back off. Even if it's for a day. I believe this is what's happening a lot of times at these Benny Hinn Crusades. These people that supposedly, oh yeah, I got healed, or Todd Bentley, yeah, they run up there, and then, you know, two hours later or a day later, they're back in the same shape they were in. Now, some of that's endorphins and adrenaline. Some of it is this whole thing to put on a good show. This is very important, this subject that I'm talking about here, because what is the chief thing that the Antichrist and the false prophet and the ascended masters and whoever else is going to arise in the end times... The chief way they're going to deceive people are through those miracles which they perform. And if it were possible, they shall deceive the very elect. Lying, signs, and wonders. This is the chief way that people, humanity, the majority of the world are going to be deceived. That's what we're talking about right now. How does this deception happen? Through this scenario that I just that this man just um, outlined here. I believe it's, it's very accurate. This is how false religious leaders false religious, you know, these people that go to these false religious shrines like Medjugorje and lords and all, oh, I got healed and this and that. How are they getting healed? Who's, number one, you have to look at who's getting the glory? Is it the Lord Jesus Christ? Well, no, it's this Marian apparition or this pagan idol temple or this guru or this religious leader or this New Ager. They're the ones getting the glory. Well, then we know that the healing is not of God. You know, a tree is known by the fruit it bears. And if you look at the tree, if it's bearing rotten fruit... So, even if the lesser demon has to cease its activity altogether, it, A, has to obey the stronger demon, and B, retains a home to stick around it, meaning the body that it inhabited before. Which it does appreciate. But the main point is that the stronger demon will take over. So then, cancer, gluttony, addictions, depression, schizophrenia, madness, rage, murder, homosexuality, witchcraft, you name it, whatever it is, the last state of the man is worse than the first. Ah, that goes back to the verse that we quoted at the start of this little study here. You know, about the demon going and bringing back seven more and more wicked than they are. Well, this is a very similar example of that. But you have to consider not the acupuncture itself, but rather the principle the role of the lesser demon is a nuisance demon, if you will. It was to cause the person to seek the acupuncturist or, or some other New Age technique or, let's say, pharmacia. Oh yeah, pharmacia, Drugs. Mind-altering in particular. You're getting demons there, too. That's where we get the root word for sorcery. And it's well known that people that participate in witchcraft use drugs to get into a mind-altered state so that they're more open to have these demons come in and infest them. And it also lowers their inhibition level so they would do things in a drug-induced state they would never do in a normal state. I've had several patients that get on, um, because I used to work in a personal injury clinic, they get them on that OxyContin, which was only developed for terminal cancer patients, they get them on OxyContin, and they turn into a totally different person. I've seen people that were basically honest people get on OxyContin or some of these mind-altering meds and they turn into absolute, total liars. Habitual liars overnight. Now, am I coming down on that person like I hate them? No. I'm telling you, I've observed this over and over and over again. It's demonic. But yet, we're told by the medical profession, you can drug your body into good health. If you have this symptom, take this drug. Because evidently, you've developed a deficiency of this drug in your body. You have chronic headaches, you must have a... A chronic habitual lack of Tylenol in your bloodstream or some other drug that deadens pain. There's a reason for these things. Maybe it's demonic. Maybe it's because you have your neck out of position that's causing the headaches. Maybe it's because you have a toxic liver. There's a lot of different causes for headaches. Maybe because you're under tons of stress. So there's other ways that you can that a, let's say, a nuisance demon can induce you to go and seek something that's not of God. Whether it's mind-altering drugs, whether it's acupuncture, we'll talk about more in a second. But this nuisance demon was the cause of the person to seek these other techniques to facilitate the entrance of the stronger demon which is the one with the ability to exert much more destructive influences and it does not have to be a person seeking acupuncture treatment it can be a person into psychics voodoo witchcraft astrology there's a lot of different ways that people go to get relief of things there's a lot i mean the devil's got as many flavors of something as you you could ever ever want if you're seeking something from the devil he will he will meet you at your need is the point here now most people would not go anywhere near a powerful demon. Even people who do not believe in demons want nothing to do with the behavior or the consequences associated with the strong demon. But the amazing thing is, is that with the nuisance demons that drive or lead people to the more powerful demons, people are much more accommodating. You have heard many stories about how excessive drinking leads to marijuana, which leads to heroin, which leads to LSD, which leads to cocaine. Virtually no one starts out with cocaine right off the bat. Of course, I think LSD is probably... Worse than cocaine, but, you know, who am I? Virtually no one starts out with cocaine right off the bat. Most people know what it can do, and they're afraid of it. But they're more than willing to engage in seemingly much less harmful behavior that would eventually lead up to more um, overt behavior. Let us take another example. Rape. A great many rapists started out with softcore pornography, which advanced to hardcore pornography, which advanced to unnatural, but consensual sex, and then advanced to adult rape, further, sometimes even advancing into child rape, into the pedophilia. See, if you give the devil an inch, he'll take a mile, is the whole thing there. As the demons come in, these demons are constantly trying to get you to do more and more heinous things. (coughs) Excuse me. Further, many date rapists are at first merely promiscuous. They become accustomed to bullying women into consent, often with the aid of drugs and alcohol, and later they become more and more aggressive. The same is true of homosexuals and bisexuals. Many start out as heterosexual, promiscuous males, but after they have been with so many women, they lose their, their interest in natural acts and begin to abuse women with unnatural ones, and what follows is the loss of natural affection. Many women become bisexual and homosexual after having been abused and raped by such men. Why? Because there's no other way to implant demons better than through sexual acts. That's why the Bible talks about above all fleeing fornication. Because there's no other particular act that, that defiles you like that. So many women become bisexual and homosexual after being abused or raped by such men. It's a proven fact that, that um, um, particularly men that are homosexuals most of the time were raped by a same-sex relative at an early age. Through the act of sodomy, they're imparting these demons to them. People in the occult know how this works. They aggressively... I mean, Alistair Crowley bragged about how he would sodomize, you know, little boys and these types of things. Not only are they vampirizing their innocence in their youth, but they're implanting these demons into these these children, and they're defiling them at the earliest possible age. It's sickening. Beyond sickening. But it, it goes on, unfortunately, So the gateway for these women that were raped by such men was the fornication and the drug use and the alcohol use. Then we can talk about violence. More of the same. Ranters become slappers. Slappers become punchers. Kickers. Punchers and kickers become chokers, stabbers and chokers. Now, granted, this isn't true with everybody. But I'm saying, if you let Satan take you down that path, this is where ultimately he would like to lead you. People ask of battered women why they married an abuser. The answer often is the person was not a serious violent abuser, when she met him, merely a verbal and an emotional one. And the verbal and an emotional abuse simply escalated into mild physical abuse and then serious physical abuse over time. Women who knowingly seek out men that are serious physical abusers off the bat are usually those who have a history of molestation or rape. You ever see this thing, you know, the, these types of women, it could be a really nice woman and she seeks the same type of low-life guy over and over and it never ends. And you're thinking, what are they thinking? It's demonic. That's what it is. So they seek out these... The, these same women have these history of molestation or rape or of prior physical abuse. And, these, and the demons that are implanted inside them are attracted to similar demons. They're the ones that are motivating their actions to these wrong choices. And it... And it need not be things so stark as sexual violence or drug use. In our modern culture, there are lots of seemingly regular activities that will let in minor demons that will seek every chance to steer you to more powerful ones. Basically, anything that just grabs your attention and holds you, alters your mind or thinking or creates the intense emotional reaction or something that can let demons in if you regularly seek to replicate an experience for your own enjoyment or out of compulsion that you cannot control then you are someone who may be at risk especially if you what you're doing is being considered a quote guilty pleasure or something that you've either or something that you either have to defend or conceal there are so many negative influences out there do not think that you can be exposed to them without being affected by them and the fact that certain things that the bible teaches against have achieved mainstream acceptance does not mean that A the Bible teachings regarding it are no longer true, and B its mainstream acceptance means that there is any less demonic involvement. If anything, it means that those demons are entrenched into the mainstream into mainstream America. Lust, lasciviousness, anger, rage, disorder, cynicism, lying, violence, profanity, mind games, or other subliminal tactics, lack of self control, and those are just in the children's cartoons. So does getting captivated by alluring cartoon bodies as children create adults who consume hardcore pornography? I mean, a lot of these cartoons anymore, uh, some of them are absolutely, totally inappropriate. And some of the worst things that are on TV are these stinking cartoons. Like that family guy in South Park and these types of things. They not only portray Christians as the most hypocritical bunch of idiots on the planet... I mean, they go out of their way to portray Christians like that in those, in those shows. But they say the most profane, degrading, blasphemous things. But see, because it's a cartoon, they can get away with it. I've tried to watch clips of some of those cartoons. I, I, I get so mad, I, I have to turn it off. They're the worst. They're the worst thing on TV. Those cartoons, as far as what they get away with. Because, see, if they can get away with it on a cartoon, it's just a matter of time before they can start implementing it with regular, real people on one of their, whatever, reality TV shows. That's what we need a little bit more of. So a little more reality TV on on the television, you know. We We need some more game shows, some more soap operas, and we need more reality TV, Doug. I don't know about you, I just, you know. It's ridiculous. It's fodder for the mind, it's just to keep us entertained and to open these demonic doorways into our lives. So again, yeah, he poses the question, so does getting captivated by alluring cartoon bodies as children, because some of these cartoons are inappropriate as well. But see, the mom and the dad won't think anything about it because, oh, hey, it's a cartoon. Remember when I watched cartoons when I was a kid? Some of these have these really whorish uh, women or, or men or whatever. They sell these subject, these really incredibly suggestive things. in the... The mother or dad walks by and sees the kid watching a cartoon. They don't think anything about it because it's a cartoon. We were just talking about just the extent to which they can get away with things in cartoons. And undiscerning Christians will look at something like that. That, you know, is very, very, very sexual in nature. And they won't think anything of it because it's a cartoon. Oh, it's all innocent because it's a cartoon. As though that makes it okay. And then we have all the violence... Like, with the cartoon Mayhem, now, if you watch this, and you watch the Roadrunner, you know, and and, uh, the Coyote, and he's dropping 900 pound weights on the Coyote, and he's dropping them off cliffs, and, you know, Tweety Bird, and Sylvester, and all, now, these are cartoons like when I was growing up and stuff, now they're a lot worse. But it's, it's violence. It's, it's breeding a spirit of violence and hatred. I mean, I remember I couldn't stand the Roadrunner. I wanted to kill that thing when I was growing up. I didn't like it. He's always winning. He's always beating the Coyote. And I wanted the Coyote for once to win or something. I don't know. It was stupid. But you know what I mean? It, it, it's, it's that type of mindset that, that you get kind of entrenched in. Um, because these cartoons are really violent most of the time. Uh, And then we have the mystical fantasy cartoons with the New Age themes and monsters and witches. Does that have anything to to do with creating uh, grown people that eventually end up getting into the occult, particularly when you transition them into the Harry Potter books? Oh, it's okay because little Johnny's reading. That's all that matters that he's reading. Well, it doesn't matter that he's reading the Satanic Bible, essentially. As long as he's reading. Do the ends justify the means, in other words? So, the cartoons are one of the <clears throat> greatest tools of Satan in order to indoctrinate children, and uh, now even adults, into things that are occultic, profane, violence, sexual innuendos, the whole nine yards. They can just, they they can get away with it, with the cartoons. It's a proven fact. And then there's the whole subject of sports. How heavily are you into sports? These are just questions to ask yourself. Watch, do you Enough to watch virtually every sporting event that comes on TV, or maybe you're really only into one sport, but you watch that sport all the time when it is on TV, and then you follow it on the internet. Okay, how about those beer commercials? Do you suppose you've seen... How many beer commercials have you seen in your life if if you're watching the sporting events? Beer commercials that depict but normalized the Caligula-style debauchery. The first American commercial to feature depictions of what they call homoeroticism and the violent homoeroticism at that was a beer commercial frequently shown at sporting events. The internet ad on sports websites are similar, and further internet research shows that among the most popular web searches are images for women that appear in beer commercials and internet ads. So, something else to think about there. Another area, surprisingly enough, is politics and even news. Obviously, we do not have so many civically-minded people. If we did, the charity volunteer centers would have to turn all the concerned citizens away. But rather, politics and current events give people an acceptable outlet to express otherwise unacceptable emotions such as hate, rage, anger, and fear. Can such and often, can these emotions develop into rage and paranoia and violence? Now, let me make a little proviso here. Especially when all the major modern day media outlets, including Christian TV, when they're controlled and manipulated by the satanic forces and people that own the major media outlets. Like Rupert Murdoch, one of the major media moguls on the planet who actively promotes pornography, who owns HarperCollins Publishing, which owns Zonderfan. HarperCollins is the same one that publishes all kind of homosexual books and the Satanic Bible by Anton LaVey, Zonderfan being one of the Christian. When you have a head like that over a media outlet, do you think that if the head is sick, the body is going to be sick? What we're shown in the newspapers and on the on the news most of the time at night our pack of lies or manipulated things in order to steer us into a thinking pattern and it's not a Christian thinking pattern so if we were getting truth all the time on the news it'd be one thing so in regard to this or will it will this um, will this cause you to latch on to people possessions and institutions that will protect you from what you're paranoid about and punish the objects of your rage. In other words, if you buy into everything that's being presented in the newspapers and in the media, from all these satanic news outlets who are owned by uh, avowed new world order, globalist, elitist people that want to see you dead for the most part, that want massive world depopulation, if you buy into all this, what they're telling you, You're going to tend to latch on to people, possessions, institutions that will, quote, protect you from what you're becoming paranoid about. It's not putting your trust in the Lord Jesus Christ or the Bible or His Word, which clearly predicted the end times were going to be this way. Of course, that is going to be the very same media and government that provides you with the politics and the current events. It all goes back to what our parents and grandparents taught us. If you start telling small lies, pretty soon you'll start telling big ones. Well, what if you're believing big ones all the time? What if your life is based on believing big lies? Well, that's, that's the the average state for the average Christian. They're so in delusion and in apostasy, their life is pretty much a lie. Further, they tell you that little things like lying, laziness, profanity, and uncleanness is the beginning of the development of a rotten character. Is this not demons entering through seemingly in minor misbehaviors and flaws leading to more powerful demons that will cause Further and further problems. Now, and if somebody says, well, no, it doesn't matter because a Christian can't be affected by demons at all. doesn't matter. It never can happen. We have the Holy Spirit living inside us and nothing else can... Well, even Paul said that he was sent a messenger of Satan to plague, or in this case was termed, buffet him. And it was referred to as a thorn in his flesh. And he besought the Lord three times to take it away. And God said, no, my grace is sufficient. If I take it away from you, you might become puffed up in the flesh, essentially. So, you know we have that biblical example okay, that these things can affect us and particularly if we're openly and avidly i'm not saying paul was opening the doors for this but i'm saying that, that 99% of all other christians were actively opening doors for these things to happen paul was a righteous man and he still had a problem you know so just wanted to kind of bring that up And consider the real problem in today's modern society is that the parents, the teachers, and other authority figures are nowhere near as diligent about policing lies, vulgarity, and other minor character flaws as they once were in America. This is true. Instead, they wait for the major problem to happen and then bail their kids out of trouble. This is exactly the mindset we're taught in the media. Well, how? Just watch a drug commercial. Well, if you, you know, have this particular problem, take this drug and mask the symptoms. What does that typically do? It allows the underlying problem to fester and get a lot worse. Yeah, if you have angina, just take a little bit of nitro and let, and let you know, let that, let that plaque just build up more and more and more until you have the big one. Either it kills you or you have a massive heart attack and you have to go in and get, you know, all these stents put in or get some major open heart surgery. Well, that works well for the medical profession. But there's all kind of natural ways you can accomplish the same thing internally to chelate the arteries from this plaque. But no, 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 the medical people are saying, no, no, take this drug, which is probably opening you up to more demons. Mask the symptoms over so that the underlying problem can really fester. Sweep it under the rug. That's what we're taught to do. So many times parents raise their kids the same way. Oh no no these are these are minor things. Let's wait until something really develops. It's like it's like if the oil light comes on in your car, you can go get the problem dealt with, or you can just take a black magic marker and blacken out the oil light and say, hey, you know what? I'm just going to keep driving and let the fur fly. You know, whatever happens, happens. And then eventually the car blows up. And now you whereas you could have had the problem fixed with maybe let's say you never got an oil change. Let's say best case scenario. If you would have just had the oil change and changed your filter, car wouldn't have blown up. But, you know, you drove it 50,000 miles without an oil change. eventually blows up. That's the same attitude that most Americans that are ingrained in us because of the media. We want Burger King everything. We want it our way and we want it now. We want things to work now instantly like drugs do. And it's the same way a lot of people raise their kids. So they, they wait for the major problems to happen, and then they bail their kids out of trouble when it does, which doesn't teach them a lesson either. Just teaches them it's okay to be a little devil, you know. We'll bail you out. You 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 be you express yourself. We don't want to stifle your expression of forces. The Bible is very very clear on how you raise your kids. You know, the heart of folly is bound up in a child, but the rod of correction will drive it far from him. It it, it goes so far as to say if you if you beat your child, you're gonna now, and I don't mean beat him like you beat him up or whatever. But if you biblically correct them, okay, you will save them from hell. There's there's a lot of different verses that talks about this, particularly in Proverbs, okay? And it works. It does work. But you can't wait until they're twelve years old to start implementing this. I mean, if you had just become saved, yes, you would want to try to start implementing this, but the sooner you implement it, the better. So if we go further, it says is it is an incumbent upon the believer upon the believer, is not to allow the first state to occur in the first place. In other words, don't, don't let the problem happen in the first place. Be vigilant. continue in prayer, remain upright in action and conversation, make sure that all of your activities are edifying, and make sure that the people that you associate with are edifying. And again, if we would judge ourselves, we would not be judged. That's what the Bible says. Okay, So, uh, you know, forsake not yourself the assembling together. And again, I don't mean, that doesn't necessarily mean going to a 501c3 church, You know, a lot of people say, I got no choice, I gotta go to the five oh one c three church, there's no other church. Well, you know, that's between you and God. That's between you and the Lord. But that's a whole other subject. If you want to know about the five oh one C three churches, go to my homepage, key in the number, type in the number five oh one, and I'll have a whole bunch of teachings there that educate you on that. That's a very important issue. Very foundational issue. And then most of all, police your mind. Virtually all of the things that are very difficult. All these things are very difficult without complete surrender to the Holy Spirit. As a matter of fact, even those who surrender to the Holy Spirit have to battle to maintain their integrity. How much more difficult will it be for someone who maintains a separation from God? And of course, the believer who fails to separate himself from the sources of temptation and corruption will have an impossible task when it comes to maintaining spiritual cleanliness. The most that such a believer can aspire to is to prevent a minor demon from steering him into a more powerful one, and even that aspiration is vain unless the believer admits and is conscious of what is going on. The only problem, the only thing that separates a believer from a sinner is our surrender to God through the Lord Jesus Christ and the power and protection that we get from the Lord Jesus Christ. We are not saved or protected by our own strength or virtue. Rather, it comes from God, Lord Jesus Christ I should say in particular, and we must remain connected to God through His Holy Spirit to totally benefit from the strength and the protection. As it says in John 15, let's just go over there real quick. John 15, Jesus said, I am the true vine, and my Father is the husbandman. So Jesus is the true vine, the Father is the husbandman, meaning the, the caretaker of the vine. The, the you know Every branch in me that beareth not fruit he taketh away. So, we're the branches. We're going to see this. Every branch that beareth fruit, he purgeth it. This is part of the chastening process. He purgeth it, that it may bring forth more fruit. So, when you're chastened, you're going to bring forth more fruit. Okay? That's the purging process. We're the branch connected to the vine, which is Jesus Christ. Father God is the husbandman, the caretaker. Now, you're clean through the word which I have spoken unto you. This is how we get washed. We are sanctified through the washing of the water of the word. This is why it's important if you're immersed in a lot of worldly stuff in your job or your daily activities, that you get into the word because this is how we become spiritually clean. Abide in me and I in you. This is Jesus talking. So we're to abide in the vine and he abides in us as the branch cannot bear fruit of itself except abide in the vine, no more can ye except ye abide in me. I am the vine, and ye are the branches. He that abideth in me, and I in him, the same bringeth forth much fruit. So if we abide in the vine of Jesus Christ, we're going to bring forth fruit. For without me ye can do nothing, but I can do all things through Christ which strengthened me. If a man abide not in me, he is cast forth as a branch, and is withered, and the men gather them, and cast them into the fire, and they are burnt. Now that doesn't sound good to me. If you abide in me and my words abide in you. Oh, what if you're reading a false version? And not even the word of God. Or it's a perverted word. See how important is what version you read? And I've just done a whole series on this. If you abide in me. And my words abide in you. It says if. It's conditional. You shall ask what you will and it shall be done unto you. If it's in accordance with his will. Okay. Remember, nevertheless not my will but thine be done. Heron is my Father glorified that ye bear much fruit. That's how the Father gets glorified. When you as a Christian bear fruit as a branch connected to the vine of Jesus Christ. That's how the Father gets glorified. So you shall be my disciples. If you continue in my word, then you're my disciples indeed. And you shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free. So that's the definition of a disciple. If you continue in my word. If you continue in my word. Then are you my disciples indeed, and you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. So anyway, that was just a little Bible study there connected with this particular thing. He goes on to say, He that diggeth a pit shall fall into it, and whoso breaketh an hedge, a serpent shall bite him. According to Ecclesiastes 10.8, that means that even if you're a believer, if you go looking for trouble, you're going to find it. More to the point, even if you're not looking for demons, if you go where they are without a spiritual covering meaning engaging in wrong activities or doing things with the wrong motivation and not the direction of the Holy Spirit, the demons are going to find you. Believers, the acupuncture principle is one that should cause you to realize the necessity of being elect, faithful, obedient, submissive, holy, and sanctified to your Lord. And he has a prayer here. And he says, Father, God, in the name of Jesus Christ, please lead your believers to resist temptation in all forms at all times and to seek your righteousness rather than the world's corruption. May your believers know that sin of all natures have real consequences and that your word is not to be taken lightly or to be transgressed in any manner. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, amen. Uh, Then he goes on to say, the demon that works in this area of worldliness within the members of the body of Christ, believe that they can partake of the pleasures, or no, members of the body of Christ, sometimes believe they can partake in the pleasures of this world without being negatively affected spiritually. Sometimes this is due to ignorance out of false doctrines, false teachings, spiritual immaturity. But Hosea 4, six says, we're destroyed for lack of knowledge. Other times, it is a believer making a willful des- decision to sin for his own pleasure and desire to be disobedient. We must pray and enter into spiritual warfare for our brothers and sisters in Christ because the world and the church has become so permissive of sinful behavior that so many Christians are allowing in the minor demons that will let more powerful demons come in down the line. And then he's got a basic spiritual warfare guide to learn more about how to go against these demons and to help set the captives free and win battles by the name of the Lord Jesus Christ by the power of and victory. Now, I haven't read that yet, but I will give this out. I, I think what the guy said was solid, so... um if you want to know more about that, it'll be in the PDF that's attached to the, um, the uh, teaching on the sermon audio. Now, normally, <laughs> almost every teaching I put out has a PDF file, and it's a little white box below the actual teaching. There's a little green thing that says you can click on it on, the, on each teaching page. And then, usually, there'll be a little white box says PDF right below it. You can click on it, and it gives you the full documentation for that particular study, so that you can have that at your disposal. And a lot of times what you can do is follow along, too, as as we're going. So I'm going to go ahead and, and end uh, uh, our part one teaching there in acupuncture, and we'll go on to yoga next.